Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Dungeon Master's Apprentice. I'm your host, Theo Giesen, and today we're here with the first Giesen to ever uh, guest on the podcast. It's George Giesen. True enough, yeah. How's it going? Yeah, good. Good. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Doesn't get much better than this at all. We're <laughs> on the roof of a house that we're at in Mexico. Yeah, a nice villa. We're about exactly halfway through the trip, I think. Yeah, exactly, yeah, today. Yep. And it's been well, it's been an awesome trip. Mm-hmm. Some fishing and some sun and some cerveza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we do apologize if there are any sounds that pick up in the background of this. We are outside, but, I, you know, when in Mexico, you kind of got to be outside. There's no point in cooping yourself up. Yeah, we're on a hill, so all of the golf carts struggle to get up this hill, and they make a lot of noise and big trucks. Yeah, you might hear a lot of birds and geckos and brakes. Life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's great to have you on. Um, it's been a while, honestly, since we've seen each other. I've been out in Nova Scotia, and you're based in Ontario. Yep. But for the next several months, we're going to be uh, working on some projects together, right? going to be fun. Yep. So what do we have in store for uh, from now till maybe May or June or possibly later? Well, when we get back uh, from Mexico, we've got a get some um, get some preparation done for a shop that we're finishing off and then we'll see how much how much help Porky's needs delivering barbecues if right. the weather's nice it's going to get busy so yeah. and then we have a cottage renovation to complete so I don't know we'll see whatever just we just a takes. little bit of everything <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but kind of looking forward to that I was out there for a while doing the same sort of thing like snow removal or sort of just general grounds work so it's nice to be able to switch it up every once in a while and you know they said they're happy to have me back in the summer if I choose to return so it's not like I'm um, giving up any opportunities by coming and helping out and you know spending more time with the family for next couple months yeah I'm glad you got a chance to drive someone else's equipment for a bit <laughs> <laughs> learn yeah. how clutches work and <laughs> yeah someone else's <laughs> yeah exactly no all those guys were pretty good though I'm sure Brett will attest to this as well but they were great with showing us how the machinery works and letting us you know do a tour around the parking lot before we take it out and mm-hmm. and you were kind on equipment which I yes like. yeah I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm um, I work with somebody who is jumps the gun like yeah 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 I got it I got it I got it well just show, I, thanks for the I got it and yeah. then then and then things they break. don't got it <laughs> and then yeah. they don't got it yeah <laughs> yeah I think there is a balance between being confident and being anxious <laughs> and I might be a little bit on the anxious side but I think that sort of comes with practice but there are guys who are just on the confidence remember side. when uh, Mike Weeb uh, when you were younger you were. Uh, you said, I will never become a pilot. I, I'm too scared of crashing. I'm too scared of what I'm gonna, what's going to happen to my passengers. And he said, that's perfect. That's exactly <laughs> what we need in a pilot. Huh. No, I don't remember that. No? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it looks like we're you know lined up for a pretty good summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's going to be fun. Yeah, and uh, we got you a trailer living. Yeah, which you and Joe and the dog can live in a trailer out in the farm. Yeah, I think I touched on that a little bit with one of our other guests, but I th- you know I'm looking forward to it. And, yeah, you know, Joe and I hang out a lot of the time anyway, so not much will really change. Yeah, and he's used to going out west and tree planting and living in a tent and stuff like that. So you know, neither of us are going to be too bothered. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. 
Um, it's going to be a good summer, hanging out with um, Jamie and her kids and mm-hmm. and the girls who I haven't seen in a while. Yeah, there's lots of cousins that are looking forward to seeing you as well. I haven't seen you in a bit. So yeah. Fun. Yeah, good change of pace. Yeah. Uh, and then it'll be back to school in the fall, hopefully. I think within the next five days I should be hearing about whether I get accepted to Acadia, which... Yeah. You know, there will be more steps from there. I'm should be good. I'm pretty, yeah, knock on wood, I'm pretty confident, yeah. but it'll just be an affirmation and I'll be able to move forward with that process and begin, you know, knowing how much it's going to be and how much funding I'll get and then start to narrow down on what mm-hmm. they need for my thesis and stuff like that. Yep. So um, I'm excited to start the program and start moving forward with it rather than just waiting for results and stuff. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. This year has been good for you. Yeah. I've watched lots of, lots of changes in you, and our, our texting has gone from a different route to just from hockey to things that you've driven, and you sh- send me a picture of a piece of equipment that you drove today. I drove this Steiner today. Yeah. What, the, what the heck's a Steiner? I'm like, oh, they're they're rare. I haven't, I haven't even driven yeah. one before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's been another fun thing, too, is that there has, you know, I never really grabbed onto a whole lot of that stuff. Like, I'm not a big car person or a big um, hands-on, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. person. And you are that to a, you know, 100%. <laughs> but this summer has been a good way for me to learn some stuff that you also um, are passionate about. Yeah, and you can just build it up because we have tons of toys to play with. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully on this podcast, I can now teach you a little something about stuff that I'm passionate about, too. Right on. So, Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we'll sort of ease you in here. Um, there's a segment that we like to do on here that um, sort of uh, wades our guests into the D&D stuff if they're not too familiar with it. Um, what kind of like fiction as a whole have you been into, whether it was in your childhood or growing up or now? You know, Are you a big Marvel guy or do you like um, any King Arthur stuff that pick, grabs your attention or... Um, even something like I know you liked uh, Breaking Bad, like that's still fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, what's your uh, genre of fiction that you gravitate towards? Mm. I, I actually, I actually do like the whole. Um, no, it's not really fiction, but the whole Mexican cartel, the whole mm. drug lord, like just the the brutality of it all is always fascinating me. It's a me. raw story uh, with, I you know. just started watching some, uh, again, not fiction, so I apologize, but like <laughs> World War II in color on Netflix, yeah. which is kind of, so I've only watched a couple episodes, but it's pretty fascinating if you look at the mistakes, one little mistake or one decision someone made with their arms crossed, no, I don't think we should, I think we should wait a couple days and yeah. you like change the entire course of the right. next four years. Just the magnitude of everything like that. Again, not necessarily fictional, but... Uh, yeah but uh, definitely astounding. Yeah, you know, so much of our fiction is wrapped up in history that the two are so hand-in-hand. Like, you know, if you have an interest in uh, historical fiction, then you have an interest in that history and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, Is there anything sort of... uh, So Dungeons & Dragons is fairly wrapped up in the fantasy genre where you have sorcerers and warlocks and... um, strong muscular fighters like very uh, Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. so do you have any uh, interest in that genre at all or did that never really was it kind of yeah I gotta be honest I haven't really um, like I haven't ever really uh, gone to the fictional side I had 
when I was uh, in high school had uh, four buds that were we were all buds but they had this they had this Dungeons and Dragons aspect of their relationship that I was not a part of mm. and um, and they I think they like you know when you get to grade nine um, they already had the Dungeons and Dragons right. thing going on so I wasn't necessary I never went to a uh, a thing was back then it wasn't all online you had to meet in someone's right. basement or whatever but um, never I never was invited I never went like I never went uh, and they talk about it a bit and it sounded a bit sounded a bit strange to me like mm-hmm. I never could um, um, get much out of it plus there's the whole anxiety aspect of it where you are all of a sudden acting mm-hmm. right where you go okay well I'm going to go from the, the George Geeson uh, persona and I'm also going to be a be a this or yeah. and that's to me was a too much of a sh- I probably wasn't comfortable in my own skin enough yep. to try to try that mm-hmm. I go oh I'm going to read these lines out pretend I'm a sorcerer or pretend I'm a right and I don't know what I'm talking about but you know no, what I mean like just to all of a sudden become something else and then what if someone laughs at you yeah. what if you're doing a thing and some of those yeah. Or sorcerers don't do that yeah. goofball and then you go well you know what I didn't want to play this game to begin with so yeah. that probably would have been my number one um, deterrent is like well what if I do something that makes me look stupid yeah. like you guys can you guys can play I, I, I'm, you know, I'm a beginner and uh, yeah. and I don't belong here so yeah. take care I'll see mm-hmm. you on the Commodore 64 right <laughs> <laughs> right that's a total valid um, reason for not wanting to get into the game and you know, I think everyone feels that to a certain extent, and I always, you know, compare this to podcasting as well, where you're really putting yourself out there, and people will be listening to what you're saying and critiquing it and having their own reactions to what you're saying. But you know, you sort of get more comfortable with that over time, and it becomes something that you do naturally. And mm-hmm. those worries you can just put into a corner and not really worry about so much. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so that was what your thought process was when you were younger. Has that opened up at all since you know I you know that I play, or yeah. as it's become a bit more uh, commonplace? Or yeah, I mean, I never was I never was necessarily critical of it. I mm-hmm. mean, I recognize that people did it, yeah. and uh, but I never um, um, you know necessarily made fun of anybody. And certainly, uh, as I get older, I become a, hopefully I become a little more. Um, open-minded open-minded and so lots of things don't necessarily bother me that 24 year old George might have bothered so right yeah I think it's great and whether it's um, Shakespearean play or Dungeons Mm -hmm. and Dragons or or the love for underwater diving like all (laughs) that stuff is awesome that humans all love things differently and because it's not me doesn't mean it's not anybody else so yeah no for sure I kind of like um I like that you found a passion and I like that you maybe you visited later on in life so that folks that also are in the same shoes um, you know can get a sense for what it's like to, to, to find something new right. at 21 years old or something yeah. yeah and it's been like something that I never really had an idea of like at all like I had heard it in the zeitgeist and I didn't really understand what it is at all and then one day I sort of stumbled upon it when I was listening to one podcast. One of the hosts had their own thing, and I knew he did that but never paid attention to it. And then one day I heard one episode of it, and then it just, like, grabbed me like that, you know. Uh, but then for you getting into it, that was probably not the easiest thing where you... No, like... The learning curve was high. Yeah, it's a game that requires 
at minimum one other person, which, you know, means you have to ask someone and, you know, be like, hey, I, do you know this thing and do you want to try it? And I know none of us have ever done it before, but I think we can figure it out, you know. Mm-hmm. It does help to have someone who's a little bit more experienced to make things go smoother, but um, when I played for the first time, I was the one, like, running the game. So I had to have a good enough understanding. So you enrolled three or four other buds to kind of right. go, hey, I got this thing. I don't know a lot about it, but let's try it on yeah. and see how it fits. And basically all of their reactions is like, I've heard about it. I don't know what it is, but I'd be down to give it a try. Like That's pretty good. That's pretty. That's a pretty open-minded crowd to hang around with that would. I'm not sure my normal crowd would do that. Probably not. Let's yeah. just jump on a stone wheel and go burn some right. fuel. Be my buddies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, you know you do see a little bit of a split where those buddies aren't always the ones who will do that but then you have like your ones who will do both like you know you yep. never know until you like ask the person and most of the people I've asked have been at least willing to try it and yep. a lot of them who were only willing to try it have also thought it's been a great time and mm-hmm. you know yeah well I mean it's good good escape from reality we mm-hmm. all that's why we watch movies that's why we read a book yeah. Also, you come out of a movie and go, oh, yeah, sh- my life's back. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But in the meantime, you're, you know, you're a participant in something else. So. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you know, like, anything about how it works or the actual mechanics of the game, but if you want, I can sort of give you a rundown and just to help you kind of understand what we're talking sure. about. Sure, yeah. Sounds good. So the way that it works is you'll have one individual who is called the Dungeon Master or the Game Master. There are different terms for it, but... They're essentially the person who knows what's going to happen or has an outline of the story or the quest or whatever. And so they come prepared with either one that has been pre-written or one that they come up themselves. And, you know, it'll often start in like a bar or something where there's a bartender who has a quest that will lead on to, you know, maybe they go into this cave where there's some treasure and they get to go through certain traps and puzzles and fight little goblins and stuff like that and but you know the a lot of the fun in it is the uh the dice aspect of it so i'll pull up a character sheet for you so uh this is my character sheet for one of the characters i play um and his name is john delar and he's a fighter and also a cleric so uh he uses like a two-handed staff but he also has like some healing stuff that he goes on with and he has like a god that he's um, pretty pledged to, and so that's sort of the archetype that I follow when I play him. But um, so, how would this have looked, feel like? Let's say uh, thirty-five years ago when I was in high school, how would my buds have viewed this? Obviously, it's not going to be a screen; it's a little no, less. You won't be scrolling down this way, but it'll look a lot the same. Where you have like a list of these are all your abilities here. So I'll pull out. Um, one of the dice here to kind of show you. Because mm. I know they had power levels and so on, and you had maybe right. one bud was always, you know, whatever, more powerful than the other one, they sh- strive to right. be better. But, I mean, I never really... I mean, this is a bit easier with the computers. You can yeah. just quickly change a number, but uh, I'm just curious about how they would have done it back in the day. Yeah, so um, it would basically look like this, but with on a sheet of paper, okay. and they would kind of check off this stuff or write it down and erase it um but there have been several editions of the game where they realized this mechanic doesn't work so great so they Mm -hmm. change it Mm -hmm. and people say that this is the most um 
easy to get into edition that they've done. It's very user friendly. Right. Um, and this website, this free website, is uh, makes it super easy. So it'll walk you through the process of making your character and. Um, but yeah, this is the final product here, okay. and so you um, to keep it very basic. Like, let's say you're in a, I'm in a combat here, and I'm trying to see if I can um, whack this goblin over the head with my staff. And so the DM will say, "Okay, roll to see if you hit." And so this is what I add to this this uh, dice here, okay. and this twenty sided dice is the most used one. Okay. So I just give it a roll, and I go like this. And I got a 19 out of 20, which mm-hmm. is, like, awesome. Like, that's right. the second best you can get. And plus, I add 10 to that. Right. Which is really... A, pre- really, a predetermined number, yes. given the skill level you yes, attained. exactly. Yeah. So I'm proficient in two-handed weapons, so I get a boost from that. And my dude's pretty strong, so I get a boost from that. So, like, through the formula, it gives me 10. Okay. So um, I have a 29 to hit. Um, and if you look at this stat here, the armor class, that's what the, you roll against. So if someone was to try to fight against me, like they would roll, they only got a four. And let's say they only add like five or something. They're not going to hit that 20, so mm-hmm. they miss. So you beat him. Yeah. So okay. he tries to hit me on his turn. He misses. I hit with a 29, and 29 is almost about as good as you can get. So. Okay. So that's how you sort of craft your character um, so there are things that I'm good at which is hitting people with a staff <laughs> but there's things that I'm not very good at which is like um, getting hit with one <laughs> right that can be an example of like you ha- you're good at one thing you're not good at other I'm not good at like intimidating people so if someone is like getting up in my face and I'm like I want to get up in this guy's face and like give him a shove and the DM might say okay give me an intimidation check well, I only add one to that, so mm-hmm. that doesn't give me very good chances, whereas there are some things where, like, if I say I want to um, try to push this boulder out of the way so we can get into this passage, I'm probably going to use something like athletics, and that's something that I'm good at. Okay. So the DM will have in mind a number that, they, that you need to hit, and a lot of it just has to do with randomness, which is, you know, a, the, one of the most fun parts of the game is that sometimes you might try to do like the most insane thing uh, and then you roll a 20 on the dice and the DM kind of just has to let you do it because they rolled a 20 but then there are other times where you know like let's say my character tries to um, I don't know punch like there's some like little guy like this little boy who's like trying to run away from me and I'm like this dude who's built to be really quick and fast and stuff and he's like okay give me like an athletics check to try to catch this kid and I roll a 1 and it's like you trip on a tree root and you fall on your face and you get a huge like gut gushy bloody nose mm-hmm. and <laughs> like and your eyes swollen and now you can only see it like you know yeah there's the dungeon master gets to see that stuff to you yeah and you kind of just you like play it and you just be like oh ah like yeah. I think I broke my nose and then one of your other players will come along and snap it in place and yeah. then you go give me a medicine check to see if what you did was helpful or if you just broke his nose further yeah, yeah. and then so that sort of gets played out by two okay. so that's sort of the whole like that's in a nutshell what the game is mm-hmm. okay um, this is randomness and this uh, collaborative storytelling right so and, and how much of this is I mean obviously it'd be like a golf game where you go well you I, uh, I shot a 99 today you know but but cheating would get you an 89 but right this so this doesn't 
there isn't like you go, oh, I want to instantly get like a 19 strength. Like you just, there's none of that. That, like, that does happen, you know, if I'm playing online with, like let's say I'm playing online with John and I only use him as an example because he's a good buddy, but let's say it's, um, you know, do or die and he really has to uh, get this hit or his whole like party is dead and he might roll something and he'll say, I got a natural 20 like mm-hmm. on the dice. Yeah. You know, there's a chance he's lying about that. Right. But because he's online and he's rolling it at his own home and he's yeah. not. But, you know, it's it's an honor system. Right. If John says he rolled a natural 20, I believe him because, right. you know. Why let's would, say there was somebody, not to be, but let's say there's somebody that, like, just did all that stuff and all of a sudden all of his scores, like all of your stats that you have now, uh-huh. you could technically... If you were a jerk and you didn't respect the game, you could uh-huh. make all those stats cra- yeah. crazy high. But what fun's that? Exactly. That's yeah. kind of like my approach to it is like, you know what, if you want to cheat, then go ahead. If that's going to make you have more fun, I don't care. Yeah. Like, great. You and eventually got the, that person will leave the game because it's like, it's not even fun. I'm, a, I'm the number one. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, so yeah. that's where the fun comes out of it is if, you know, you're in a moment where you really need to get this and you don't then you feel the you got defeated and then right next time next time you know it makes the highs higher and the lows lower yeah true enough yeah that's cool yeah so is this is there any other graphics to the game or is it no so it's mostly you can have like a board on it where it shows like okay this is like this hallway here and then you can go up here there's this room and you can physically see the layout and move your character across it or whatever but that is like so much extra work that most people don't do it Mm -hmm. uh if like for example if you and tanta and jamie all went on this website and made a thing Mm -hmm. we could just play sitting around the table here with you know you can just go like that and it'll roll the dice for you if you don't have dice okay oh yeah and give you a nice number like that or like use dice like this here but there are not a lot of moving pieces physically. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So pretty, um, the, the barrier to entry is pretty low. And you said you mostly play a, a John Delar, but you have other characters too? or? Yeah, I have a few other characters, um, but most of the time I'll be the one running the game. Because if up. you start using your other characters and you're bu- all you're doing is building up like six different guys, like yeah. you want to build one guy. Yeah, to go through so you know. Now, as a beginner, would I... Um, I mean, like, well, I mean, I'd love to play a game with you, Theo, but you obviously have, like, too much strength and too oh, much stuff okay. for me to even, like, start. Like, you're going to, like, thunder me with your thunderbolt, and you're going to spear me with your big, sure. big thug thing. So it's not a player-versus-player game. You're all oh, on the same team. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so you'll be all trying to accomplish the same thing. Oh, okay. Um, and I wouldn't use this person if I was playing with another team. We would all make characters of the same level mm-hmm. and you wouldn't want to carry over uh, something from one campaign to another. That's like a completely new like world or set of characters or set of... Um, like you, We play in one that's sort of like a Wild West-like style, and then we mm-hmm. play in one that's like Star Wars-esque, or we play in one that's very like medieval. Mm-hmm. And so you wouldn't really necessarily want to... Like, uh, okay. But yeah, if, for example, you and everyone else wanted to play, you would... Everyone would make a new character, and you would all start at the same uh, level. Uh, but there are different classes that you can play. So there's like um, wizard, fighter, paladin, a whole like list of them. So 
anything you wanted to play is mm. already, you know. Hmm. So yeah. you have, like, so every time you go to try to introduce it to some new buds, you create a new character? Yep. And that character stays around, or do you, like, delete some, you know, like, I don't need to have 27 characters? Right. If you haven't played for a whole long time, then you can sort of, you know, this one fizzled out, but there are some that have been going on for over a year that, mm-hmm. um with the same group of characters and they've gone through a lot of things like this person has died but then they sacrificed themselves for this person and um, they were defeated by like turns out that their best friend actually was their enemy and that's a whole thing that goes on in the game and mm-hmm. with all the randomness that goes on too like crazy things can happen over the course of a year have you ever had a legitimate fight with somebody that was a friend yeah and all of a sudden they became not a friend no like in reality yeah yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I uh, one of my characters killed one of John's characters yeah. one time because he did he did something to um, come into line with what my character was trying to do, and so a lot of it was us just like role playing out what was supposed to happen. But there was also a little bit of um, you know in, intent behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, some realness behind it, yeah. and then you know maybe the next day or two it was like you know you. Uh, are still a little bit tense about it, but it's all, you know, yeah. uh, it's like Monopoly. Yeah, yeah. You know, you get heated at each other in the game, but that, you know, that's part of the well, game. Well, I think, you, you know, hockey players can let stuff go a lot faster than that, do <laughs> <laughs> That's another good example of you can get really heated with someone on the ice and actually yeah. want to hurt them, and then you go in the locker room and you're right beside them. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. that's kind of... But that's also kind of neat, because you're all, we all know, I mean, uh, like... For pickup hockey players, for example, we know that once you're off the ice, things got to change. Right. Like nobody ever brings it in the just the locker room. No. And it's something that is almost talked about. It's not. It's not. It's almost. It's not talked about. Like yeah. You don't bring it back. Right. So that's pretty cool. But I'm sure it's um, somewhat of an unwritten rule here too, right? Right. It's you know, leave everything at the door basically. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, when your friend does that, it affects your numbers. Sometimes you also you get a, you go from a plus nine to a plus seven, and yeah, you, you know if you have like a, a rogue in your party who's like someone makes a character who's like I just love to steal stuff. Like yeah. I want to go up to, to all the bartenders. I want to hold a knife to them. I want to steal everything behind the cashier. I want to steal your items and I want to steal your items. Yeah, that's a little bit like problematic. And mm-hmm. you could be like, okay, well, if he wants to steal my stuff, I want to kill his character. Yeah, and so that in itself can kind of cause problems but you find you know like all the buddies that I play with we're fortunate enough that we're all in line the same way we want to play so we're not going to screw over this guy or you know and how long would a game take? it can take from an hour to I've played for like seven or eight hours at a time yeah yeah and do you have any friends that have taken this game too far where they're kind of like you go, listen, dude, you need to get a check of reality. <laughs> We're not just living this zone only. It's a, it's a whole other. It's the people that take it too far. I'm sure there are, you know, like anything, there are people like that. But, um, no, I think we're all pretty well on the same page, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody stays home from work or pretends they're sick just because so they can play Dungeons and Dragons. No. Never. No. <laughs> but, you know, the hardest thing about it is getting enough people to all meet at the same time to play. Right. So it's, you know, even if you could skip work, you probably don't have enough people to play anyways. Right, nobody would, yeah. nobody would be there. <laughs> yeah. there. You probably would have the odd time where it's like four to five people can play, the one guy's in class. It's like, you know what, I won't go to class today so we can all play. Right. 
great. That's yeah. maybe the most. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You can skip class for any number of reasons. Yeah, yeah. And do you find there's like uh, gun fifty two? You find there's a lot of a. Uh, Adults my age that play, or is it kind of like I've got a bit of an age curve where it starts starts curving off as you get older? I would say probably so, but that's just because in recent years it's become more accessible, and with the internet, people can learn about it a little easier. And um, so, while you m- might not find uh, as many people who are older interested, that doesn't mean that they wouldn't be interested. It's just yeah. they haven't been exposed to it. Yeah, so like my old buddies from high school are also now 52 years old. So they're, whatever, I don't know. Like they're likely or unlikely to have ever, you know, continue to play that game. It's a legitimate siesta or cerveza break. Yeah, quick cerveza break. But we're on island time. Por favor. Donata. We got a batch of limes that were duds. They have no juice in them. And that's highly disappointing. I'm sure nobody really feels that bad for us. No, I'm <laughs> absolutely not. But anyway, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's all relative. That's right. Well, this view is pretty incredible. A little turret that overlooks the Caribbean Sea. Yeah, the water is four shades of blue and... Right now, we're not in any direct sunlight, which is a relief. Yeah, the, the calmest day in the water, it's pretty spectacular. Yeah. Yeah, we did go fishing yesterday. We more or less did They get, did the fishing, we caught, we reeled in the fish. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, my line of thought was like, if we were the ones casting it in and stuff like that, we would hardly have our line in the water. We would, you know. Struggle with staying upright, for one thing. Yeah, like couldn't be able to cast, didn't know what we were waves. doing. And, you know, I think that's sort of the best approach from all sides of it is that they get it in the water and then once they hook it, you know. Yeah. Plus, I think we asked them to be in calmer waters, which isn't where the big the big dogs are. So we caught three fish that were okay. Yeah. The barracuda, which is very tasty. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was good. And that was like, I didn't know what I was reeling in when I had it on the line, <laughs> so... But they're like, oh, it's a barracuda. It's like, that's a pretty cool catch. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. got a great name. Yeah. And the song, yeah. too. Right? <laughs> that helps. Yeah. You know, By if, heart. If you said you. Heart? <laughs> uh, uh, I think so. But you know. It's a Fleetwood Mac. I don't think so. More heart. Yeah. But, um, you know, Hazen caught a needlefish, which is also a very cool looking fish, but it doesn't have that recognizability. <laughs> no. I think it's. Looks like it'll look a long Harder, too. yeah. <laughs> yeah, he caught... He made good steaks. Just keep slicing. Mm-hmm. But probably full of bones. Yeah. It matched Hazen well. <laughs> skinny. Yeah. Skinny. Mm-hmm. Yours had teeth. What does it say about you? <laughs> mm. I'm not sure. <laughs> Are you implying anything? <laughs> Same. I cut the nothing. shoe fits. <laughs> Yeah. Except for cervezas, we had these little mini, mm. mini bottlets of cerveza, which we later learned was probably a good thing because there was no washer facilities in the boat, so no. we spent five hours on a boat. One and a no, half of them, I was dying. Yeah, 
Brea, you weren't doing well? No, it was like my main focus for like an hour and a half. Was just like, yeah, <laughs> this isn't fun anymore. Like, I had to pee really badly, so I stopped drinking. And then I became dehydrated and it went away. <laughs> yeah, at first I was like, I was like, well, I've dealt with worse. And I was looking at, you know, we were supposed to be done at 12.30 based on uh, yeah. our timeline. And so it was like 12 o'clock. I was like, all right, half an hour, I can do this. And then they turn left. They start, and I, and yeah, start they going would, up and down a reef again. Like, yeah, oh. and I was like, oh. Every time they would turn around, I'd just be like, please, God. Like, <laughs> make this be... So, yeah. Well, pontoon boats are nice because they have this little area to call it the change room. Really, it's that change room. is a place to, yeah. to go pee. So that's what we did not have. Well, we would have been we would have been swamped in a pontoon boat. We had some pretty good waves. Yeah, there we were some big swamped ones. in a pontoon boat. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, all things considered, it we was... We could probably cool. take the... Like, when I say... Like, the people that were least affected by seasickness... Go, go fishing again in the in the big water. Yeah. Or, uh, so she you, went you, today. Oh, comet is. It's crazy. I know. Oh, well. Ooh, like, you, me, and Paul, though, would probably be the... Yeah. Yeah. Take us out where the big... Where the old man in the sea fished. Yeah. Yeah. Got a shark. Got a shark to, to guide us, be our friend, and right. catch the big. Was it a marlin or what, was he, what did he catch? Something. It's been a couple of years, but. I think it was a sailfish. I think it was a marlin. And then by the time he got back, it was either was it not eaten. He caught it, dragged it back, and by the time he got it back, it was just a skeleton. Yeah. I, one of uh, my friends had a paper they had to write on it, so I read that only to help them out. Like, oh, I didn't yeah. even have it in oh, class. Really? I'll do that like with a lot of stuff like. But you're an English major. I just never, never read Old Man of the Sea. No, nope. been to Key West. Visit, no, I did read it Hemingway's, for that. Hemingway's house. I did read it for that, but I didn't read it part of any oh, class. Okay. But there's like you know, as the only English major that most of my friends know. Like if they they know if they need help with the paper to send it to me, and so mm-hmm. I get a lot of knowledge on other stuff through that which is nice because like I don't know you just get a taste of everything who's the guy said that has a cottage right beside ours uh John something the famous writer but I I mean I never heard of him but uh, apparently he's wrote all fighting no I, yeah I remember hearing the name and not being too familiar but maybe a book from New, he's from New York City happens on a uh, cottage near in Point of Barrel mm-hmm Hopefully he never listens to this podcast. I wouldn't bet on it. You don't even remember me? <laughs> you know what? If he does listen to it, then that's, that's a success good. in yeah. its own way. Yeah, we're going to have a little fight in the dock. <laughs> and that'll be awesome. And I'll be... I think he's old by now. <laughs> Take him. <laughs> I go by his place all the time with my boat or my snowmobile. <laughs> yep. Nope. Just let loose on him. <laughs> yeah. Uh... times yeah for sure uh we'll stop right quick to insert an ad and then we'll be back in seconds to wrap it up and uh, maybe talk about if you have any idea in mind to make a character we can try to talk through that and i tell you what kind of stuff would that be involved with that and okay. whether this podcast has made you want to play at all or you're like nope that's great this is a thing that's <laughs> out there and I'll I guess we'll see you after this short commercial break exactly so stay <laughs> stay tuned <laughs>
Thank you to Newsly for sponsoring this week's episode of Dungeon Master's Apprentice. Newsly is an audio app that you can get for your iOS and Android that picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment, and it will read you to them in a natural human voice. For the first time in the history of the internet, the web becomes listenable. Go ahead and browse articles from topics you choose, perhaps the latest D&D news, or, um, you know, if uh, if there's a new expansion pack coming out, mm-hmm. maybe uh, some new subclasses. Yeah, if you listen to the last episode, you know what we're talking about. Yeah, and uh, start enjoying. So stop scrolling and start listening. In addition, they have podcasts from over 40 countries, including our very own Dungeon Master's Apprentice. So download and use Newsly for free now, www.newsly.com dot me or uh from the link that i'll put in the description and use our new promo code master 2021 it's a pretty dope code better than the last one hey whoa <laughs> <laughs> the last one was confusing it's like dungeon but the o is a zero so make sure you get that no this one's just straight master 2021 and you'll get a one month free premium subscription how's that sound it sounds pretty good yeah it does sound pretty good thanks newsly All right, and we're back. We're here to sort of talk about now what type of character you would play if you were to engage in a session. Um, So just think of um, any archetype that, you know, if you want to play someone who's a really good fighter or someone who has, like, a bow and arrow or a sneaky guy or someone who's good with nature, like a druid or a wizard, or it's entirely up to you. Yeah, you know, like if I watch a bit of uh, Walking Dead, right? Mm-hmm. So probably the air, the guy with the arrow, right? The crossbow. The crossbow. That's yeah. probably. I mean, it's not going to fail. It's good. Yeah. Probably more so. So probably an arrow would be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do it at a distance. Exactly. Uh, the upfront confrontation maybe not so good because you never know who you're up. Mm-hmm. You could kill someone who's completely skilled. If they're far away. Yeah. So yeah, be a little stealthy and a little stealthy, a little more of the even like the assassin, mm. right? So yeah. the the, roo- the rooftop which we are on the rooftop assassin, looking down on the enemy yeah. instead of face to face. Yeah, probably more so. Yeah, so let's let's go that route. Yeah, I think that was my approach as well. And so there are different um, classes that uh, would address that. You gotta play a ranger who's very like in tune with like the surroundings and knows you know where the nearest water source is and can scavenge food and build a shelter or you have like a rogue who's really sneaky and able to climb things good and get that you know sneak attack on them does any either of those approaches sort of appeal to you over the other so these like long-term things where you're there for days and days and days or where what do you mean like if you're having a battle oh Usually goes over pretty quick, but, like, let's say you're trying to sneak into, like, a hideout, um, like a bandit hideout, and you have, like, two dudes in the front, and then you have, like, a door that goes in, but you don't really have a great layout of inside. Mm-hmm. You could have someone who's like, can I check if there's a window? And it's like, okay, and I would ask for a stealth check. And if you have good stealth, then you go ahead and roll, and you get a 26 or whatever. And I say, okay, you go over yeah. to the side of the building and peer in, and you're able to climb in. And yeah, so yeah, not knowing where I'm going is is going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you want to you want to know the lay of high the land. stealth, high yeah. perception yeah. is another skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you could, you know, there are uh, ways to benefit from multiple classes and stuff like that, but it's best what's not... That, what's that game you play where, like, oh, uh, like, um, Knights, everybody plays it, like the computer game where everybody... Warcraft? Or... No, not Warcraft. It's like, has the dance, the guy does the dance every time he kills somebody. Fortnite? Fortnite. Mm. So is it... Are you going to have battles like Fortnite where you're battling people that come upon you? Obviously, it's goblins instead of... You could. That's, like, one way to run the game. It's very flexible, but the main sort of thing is, like, um, you're just an adventurer who's going from town to town trying to help people as best they can and discover things more, about and their... And more of a storyline rather than yeah. Fortnite's not a storyline. Yeah, line. so let's say that you're, um, you're a sneaky sort of ranger... Um, you know, had like a child that they never met and that sort of weighs on them a lot. You come up with a backstory or why they want to adventure. Like, I mean, you know, I'm looking for the child that I never met. And then eventually, maybe 10, 20 sessions in, I put in the character who is like the child that you never met. And mm-hmm. so you, your character goes through that and that becomes a section of the story. And then a couple sessions later, we talk about what's going on with John's character or what's going on with Nathan's character or you know, and they've all got their own story going on that I can, you know, build upon and sort of be like, you know, I introduce this character who is your is your daughter or whatever, and I get total control of what they've been doing since you last seen them and how they've grown up. They could be they could be the bad guy, mm-hmm. and so you know these are all things to make the story interesting. And you know maybe your character is faced with the choice of going up against your daughter. So some pretty creative uh, participants is, is key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To the, the player who makes the character will give me little hints of information that I take and build upon and mm-hmm. help that fill out the world that's, you know, that it takes place in. Now, I'm going to ask this question. Mm-hmm. If someone played this game high... Uh-huh. Right? Is that kind of a like? It's more fun because they're more creative, or it's not really a thing. Or is you, it to each his own? I think to each your own. There are some people who that would make them not very per- like not a good participant. They okay. would be distracted or whatever. But there are some people who need it. That lack that if yeah. they have like maybe some anxiety about it, like we talked about earlier. Maybe if they smoke, they are more free to speak what's actually on their mind and have a good time rather than... Yeah, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Or maybe, you know, maybe someone has a drink or two before they play and that just settles the nerves a bit. Mm-hmm. Allows them to play the character and they have to make up backstories and... Yeah, no, that's, that makes sense. You know, it's to, uh, to each their own type of thing. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a great time to wrap it up here. We've sort of touched on all the bases. Wait a minute. That... Is, is, there way okay. to kick, is there a way to kick somebody off of the game? <laughs> Survivor style? Yeah. You've been voted off of uh, Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> if someone is, like, everyone in the party is like, look, dude, you're always stealing my stuff. You're always, yeah. like, making it a bit. not anymore. Yeah, you're just like, next time we play, you're not going to be in the know. Yeah. But that's luckily all the people that we play with are pretty good. And I have one more question. Who okay. is our sponsor? Oh, it's our sponsor is Newsly. We would have mentioned that in the ad there, but yeah, but I didn't hear the ad. Right? Oh, right. I was taking a break. <laughs> this is free advertising now. Yeah, yeah. No, it's all good. 
um, yeah, thanks to Newsly for sponsoring this, and thank you to you for coming on and having a chat. Yeah, my pleasure. It's been fun. Yeah, it has been fun. Um, we'll catch you guys in about a week or two. A lot's been going on lately, so it's we haven't been on that weekly every Sunday or every whatever, but um, yeah, just look for it whenever it pops up in your feed, and, and we always appreciate any listen, whether you get the time to or not. Right on. All right. Thanks, Take care, you. guys. Yep. Thanks, Dad.